0: Hello, this is Melissa Lau, Associate Pastor of Congregational Care and Missions at Wesley Memorial United Methodist Church. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast. Our sermon series for the month of October is based on the book of Matthew. Please jump in and learn along with us as we go on this exciting journey. Thanks again for listening. God bless. Our text for the morning comes from the Old Testament Book of Esther, chapter 4, beginning at verse 12. The text says, "...when they told Mordecai what Esther had said, Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, "...do not think that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silence at such a time as this, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another quarter." But you and your father's family will perish. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to royal dignity for just such a time as this. Then Esther said in reply to Mordecai, Go, gather all the Jews to be found in Susa, and hold a fast on my behalf, and neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will also fast as you do. After that, I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish, says Esther. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. The story of Esther in the Old Testament is definitely worthy of a Hollywood blockbuster. Let me just summarize the story a little we find in the book of Esther that a large Jewish community is residing in the country in the empire of Persia in the 5th century before Christ. But we focus on two particular Jews in that exile community, Mordecai and his orphaned cousin, Esther. Mordecai had become an official there in the king's court, but Esther had become A queen there in the king's court. Mordecai refused to bow down to the second in command behind King Xerxes, an evil, wicked man named Haman. Haman manipulated the king because of his anger for Mordecai, because of his anger for the Jewish community, and got King Xerxes to issue a decree that all the Jews in the Persian empire would be killed. Mordecai discovers this plot, and Mordecai sends word to his cousin, now Queen Esther, telling her to go to the king and make supplication for her people. Esther said that she cannot just waltz in to the king and demand something from the king, and she was very true about that because the penalty was death to approach the king unbidden. But Mordecai said to Esther at this point, Do not think that the king's palace will be a place of escape for you any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silence at such a time as this, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another quarter, but you and your father's family will perish. Then Mordecai says to Queen Esther, Who knows, perhaps you have come to royal dignity for just such a time as this. Esther relents. She gets her people to fast and pray for three days for her, and then she takes the risk. And it was a risk. You heard her say, if I perish, I perish. And she goes in to see King Xerxes, and she intercedes on behalf of her people. And then the people here in the book of Esther are saved. The book of Esther is a remarkable book in the Hebrew Bible. It's one of only two books in the Bible named after a woman here, the book of Esther and the book of Ruth. The book of Esther is also famous because it is the only book in the Bible where the name or the title or pronoun for God doesn't exist. It does not appear at all in the text. But if you read the whole story of Queen Esther and how she saved her people, even though the word, name, title, or pronoun for God does not exist in the text— you very much sense that God is at work behind the scenes to save his people. God is at work in the life of Queen Esther. I submit to you this morning that God is very much at work in your life, perhaps behind the scenes, perhaps in a way that's unrecognizable to even you and people around you. But never discount the wondrous providence of God. You see that wonderful providence of God occurring here in the book of Esther. And perhaps the only direct reference to God in the text is when Mordecai says to Queen Esther that if you keep silence at such a time as this, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another quarter perhaps Mordecai understood that God would not desert God's covenant people. So if Esther wouldn't step up to her calling and help rescue the people of Israel from the wickedness of Haman, then relief and deliverance would come from another quarter. So here in the story of Esther, we see a tremendous story of faith. Filled courage. Esther, a Jewish orphan in a foreign country, is pretty much a, a non entity there in that Persian Empire. But here in the text, you see that Queen Esther goes after her destiny. She goes after her destiny and she becomes queen. And she becomes the one who saves her people from destruction. Here in the book of Esther, you see that Queen Esther calculated the cost. She said, if I perish, I perish. She set her priorities, and she decided that the lives of her people meant more than just her solitary life. The famous preacher T.D. Jakes says... Destiny is spelled P-R-I-O-R-I-T-I-Z-E. And in case you didn't follow me, that is prioritize. Destiny is spelled prioritize. So after she calculated the cost, after she set her priorities in order, then you see here in the text that Queen Esther prepared For the task at hand, she prepared for the task at hand by calling her fellow Jews to three days of prayer and fasting. And then she determined her course of action and she moved ahead with that path. She went into the presence of the king unbidden and she interceded on behalf of her people. And the way the story ends is because of her intercession on behalf of her people, her people, the Jewish people, here in the Persian Empire, were saved. And the gallows upon which Mordecai was to be hanged became the gallows upon which wicked Haman was hanged. Friends, perhaps you have been chosen for just such a time. As this. As a matter of fact, I believe you definitely have been chosen for just such a time as this. You have been chosen to be alive right now at this point, at this place in human history. You have been chosen to be living right now in the year 2020 in the midst of a worldwide pandemic in the midst of great economic hardship, in the midst of great division and contentiousness. You have been chosen by God to do something right now in a time such as this. There is something that only you can do to make the difference that God wants you to make in your family in your community, in your world. Every one of us has a call from God. Every one of us has a vocation from God. We are each and every one called to be a successful, fruitful rendition of ourselves. We're not called to be like anyone else. We're called to fulfill that specific particular calling and vocation that God has laid upon our lives. We have been chosen for just such a time as this. I definitely believe that God has a purpose. God has a plan for every human being, for each one of us. But the fulfillment of God's plan for our life is not automatic We have to do something to go in and possess that plan, just like the children of Israel had to go in and possess the land of promise. We have to do something to bring that plan to fruition in our lives. We've got to do something to allow that plan to be appropriated in our lives at this time, at this place. We've got to cooperate with God. We've got to cooperate with God, following God's will for our life to the best that we can discern it. We've got to day after day arise to the task, arise to the mission, and say that we are going to do that which God is calling us to do. We're going to do that thing that we and only we can do. Each one of us, each one of us is a unique gift, creation from God, to our family, to our community, to our congregation, to this world. And we understand that God desires something out of us. God has purpose for our life. We need to repent of purposeless living. We need to repent of meandering through life. We need to, we need to claim our destiny that is ours, in Jesus Christ. Those of you that know me, know me well, know that I love history, know that I love to learn from the past. You know that I love genealogy. I love looking into my own personal family history, and I can bore you for hours talking about my heritage. But I am the first to admit that my destiny in Christ is far more important Than my heritage. We know that God has called each one of us for just such a time as this. We are placed at this peculiar point in human history to do something for the sake of God, for the sake of our family, our congregation, our community, even for the sake of the world. We are called to pick up a task that can feel audacious at times. And through the power and the presence of God residing in our life, go forth and accomplish something audacious and great for God. Our lives are meant to mean something for the cause of God in this world. God works through us. We know that as we look at the scriptures. We know that God could have chosen many ways to bring about God's purpose in this world, for God to do God's work in this world, but we see that God, in God's sovereign design, has chosen to work through people like you and like me. The only thing God requires of us is a willingness to do whatever it is that God is calling us to do. We need to be so obedient that we will say yes to God even before we know what the task is ahead of us. You see, God, God never reveals God's will to the curious. God reveals God's will to the obedient. We say yes to God. We say yes to God's will. And then step by step, he leads us along the path, and we become the person that God has created us to be. And we fulfill that unique calling, that unique vocation. Just as Queen Esther had a specific calling for that specific point in time, so do you and I. Throughout the history of God's universe, we see that God uses God's people to do God's work. By our deeds and by our prayers, God is at work in this world. Even when he is not obvious, he is at work in this world. Bidden or unbidden, God is present. God is at work in our lives, in your life, in my life. Some of the pagan gods were pictured in antiquity of being the kind of gods that could hurl thunderbolts to earth. We saw that with Zeus. We saw that with Thor, those pagan gods. They could pick up a thunderbolt and hurl it to planet earth and shatter people's expectations and lives. N.T. Wright in his wonderful little book entitled God in the Pandemic says that our God, the true God, also has thunderbolts. But the true God's thunderbolts Are people like you, people like me, people like Queen Esther, who had to be encouraged to pick up her task by her cousin Mordecai. God has invested a great deal in each one of us. God has given us talents, God has given us gifts and grace of the Holy Spirit, not for our own sake. But for the sake of our family, our congregation, our community, our world, we are called to do something for the sake of God. And we need to have ears that are attuned to hear what it is that God is calling us to do. What is it right now, this day, before this day ends, does God have for you to do? God is wooing you, inviting you into a relationship of usefulness for God's purposes here in this world. God has given us so many gifts. God has given each one of us so many resources. Again, not for our own sake, but for the sake of the world around us. God doesn't just want to see how many blessings He can get to us. God wants to see how many blessings He can get through us to touch all the people that we experience. God has invested a great, great deal in each one of us. And for all that God has put into us, there is only one thing that God wants to know from us, what will I do with what God has given me? What will you do with, God, with what God has given you? Your life is God's gift to you and to your family and to your congregation and to your community. But what you do with your life is your gift back to God and to all the people that God sends into your life. May we find the courage to hear God calling us to serve in remarkable, sacrificial ways for just such a time.